I'm interrupting Iodoth Protest's regular broadcasting to bring you to the corner of Franklin Avenue and 22nd Avenue South in Minneapolis's Seward neighborhood on a warm Monday night, August 14th. We will meet them in the streets, in the polling places. We will out them on social media. We will chase them when they run. About 300 folks filled the intersection, specifically chosen by rally organizers because the Republican Party building of Minnesota stands on the intersection's northeastern corner. The protesters stood under the changing stoplights, holding large yellow signs that said phrases like smash white supremacy, stand with anti-racist activists, and oppose racist attacks. My roommate and I decided to check out this rally, given it's a stone's throw away from where we live. The rally, hosted by Students for a Democratic Society at UMN, was meant to be a direct response to the white supremacy protest in Charlottesville, Virginia. I suspect things like this will happen often, when I'm in the middle of producing a completely different episode and something is happening right now, and I feel compelled to cover it. Granted, this rally happened a handful of days ago, but we see rallies like this all the time. Minneapolis is 1,148.4 miles from Charlottesville. I think this question is a fair one to ask. What's the point of a march in response to an event so far away? While I recognize the importance of gathering community members to say, this is not okay and we will not tolerate this here, I also wonder, what do solidarity protests really accomplish? When the majority of protesters carry signs that say, Their goal is to end white supremacy. Yeah, it sounds good. But marching down Franklin Avenue, as well as posting on social media, attending lectures, doing workshops, none of that makes much change unless there's follow-through. You might remember Aaliyah Jiraj from the first full-length episode of I Doth Protest, discussing how important actions are after a protest. I think with any sort of protest, there has to be like follow through afterwards. It can't just be like, I'm gonna march and then I did my civic duty for the year. I think like one of the things that's frustrated me is just like seeing folks post pictures, like folks that I know post pictures on social media of them in a march and like me being really excited about them and proud that they're going. But then like, you know, they'll do things like continuing to shop at places that are supporting the things that they're protesting or like they don't like there's no change or continued action from that and I've heard a lot of people at protests and rallies say things like don't just go home and get back to your life like go home and do something go home and volunteer donate money or like read something with this framework in mind I asked the protesters at the solidarity rally how they would actively fight white supremacy in their everyday lives this is Gil. 
So tell me, what do you hope to get out of today? I think it's really important um, to show solidarity. You know, like we're all beneficiaries of white supremacy and to see people you know, causing violence in the name of white supremacy. I think it's really, really important to show that, um, like, that's not acceptable and that we support people who are victims of white supremacy and that we're working to end it um, and use the voice that we have from our white privilege um, to deliver that message, I guess. Um, as you move forward after this, how do you hope to personally fight white supremacy? I would say, you know, I'm right now in school to be a teacher. So, like, that's really important to me in terms of working with youth is, like, talking about issues like that and making sure that the next generation has the information that I feel like a lot of us probably didn't have when we were growing up because it was kind of pushed under the rug. So that's a big goal of mine and just like standing up whenever you see racism. I hope that this is a um, wake-up call for white people in Minnesota that this isn't the perfect place and we're not all um, that this will get more white people involved in the fact that the KKK is real and that we need to do something and that um, it has to start with white people. Just as I was thinking about leaving the rally, I ran into Ray Dean, who's running for Minneapolis mayor. What brought you out here? What do you hope to get out of this and move forward with? Well, I mean, part of it is just to be here with people. I mean, we're all suffering. What happened in Charlottesville is a tragedy, but these types of things are happening all over the U.S. And we got to stand up to people that, for some reason, feel emboldened now that Donald Trump is the president. Yeah. Quite frankly, they've been there. They just haven't been as visible, and now they're visible. And uh, I hope that it wakes up a lot of people in our country who thought that we had come a long way, because clearly we have a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. And what about here in Minnesota too? You know, it's you know just a couple just a couple months ago there was a gathering of white supremacists at the state capitol too. There and there's definitely work to do here, I guess. How are you, like, personally hoping to move forward? And then also, if you're elected mayor, how would you like to move forward battling white supremacy in Minnesota? Well, I mean, clearly we need to call it out when we see it. Uh, to have hate-filled individuals uh, in the Capitol rallying around things that they say, quite frankly. This is not about, you know, going after immigrants. This is not about people that aren't like us like us. This is really about us exercising our First Amendment right. Well, we all know that First Amendment rights doesn't allow you to say anything anywhere at any time. There are some guidelines around what you can and cannot do. And as mayor of Minneapolis, I would make sure that when we look at the First Amendment, we're looking at what the First Amendment was intended to do, not the way that people are intending to use it as a way to spread hate and fear and, and anger and bigotry. As Dean points out, these individuals also live in Minnesota, and all across the nation for that matter. But the crux of the issue here is white supremacy doesn't just exist within hateful individuals. It exists within the workplace, city hall, the justice system, capitalism, media coverage, the economy, city zoning, policing, it's everywhere. The statement moving forward can't just be, we condemn these actions, but it must also be a question of how can we break down 
the pillars of white supremacy in our day-to-day lives so future generations don't have to organize marches and vigils and speakouts about the same issues. Essentially, what can we do to move toward change in a real, tangible way? Aaliyah recently told me about a metaphor she'd heard that I think helps explain this. So one of my, I think one of my coworkers said, or gave this metaphor that like we're all on this moving walkway, like the ones they have at the airport where you can just stand on and move. And the walkways are all going towards the side of the oppressor. And so if you're just standing still on the walkway and if you're not doing anything, you're still moving towards the side that is oppressing. And so you have to really actively walk against that and walk the other way to not be complicit in oppression. Um, And I thought that was a really poignant metaphor. If you're interested in viewing some video and photos of the rally, visit the podcast on Facebook and make sure you like it. If you have a comment, question, or would like to become a sponsor, email idothprotestpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Also, make sure you've subscribed to the podcast so you're always in the know when the next episode comes out. Over the last couple of months, I've run into friends who say they love my podcast, which I'm super grateful for. You guys make me feel so loved and supported. But that being said, it would also mean the world to me if you, my awesome listeners who I really, really appreciate, left a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. As a writer, I love getting feedback, and this will also help IDOF protest reach more listeners. So thanks in advance, guys. I'm your host, Kim Schneider. Thanks for listening to IDOF protest.